ding ling ling ding ling ling ding ling 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 hey hey are you getting ready for christmas already no <laughs> god you know what christmas is going to come here way sooner than either one of us wants to contemplate well if if you ask the ingles family it's already here you just ask them I'm so done with them. Are you? Well, you know, I've come to a good place with the Ingalls family. Yeah. I had that, uh, you know, I had them issues. Yeah. Um, And now uh, they just annoy me. I'm just spending too much time there and it just annoys me. Oh, gotcha. Why? Is it all Christmas there? Well, yeah, right over beside the uh, Halloween pumpkins, you can get some Christmas paper. (laughs) And there's several Christmas things. Every week, there's a few more things for Christmas popping up. Interesting, though, I haven't seen a lot of Thanksgiving anything. Nothing. I just don't think, as a culture, we're as thankful as we ought to be. So maybe we don't celebrate that enough. I guess. Well, the whole Thanksgiving, the reason that we were given to celebrate it to me feels kind of like we were lied to a little bit it wasn't all wonderful for pocahontas <laughs> was it or here <laughs> so so yeah if we we might need to transition the holiday to something that's more real maybe <laughs> well in in my spiritual tradition as i often say um we do all that stuff at the and at the equinox, the fall equinox, yes. and call, we call that harvest home, and we do all that. Yay! Look at all this good food. Look at all this good harvest food. Yay! And then, I don't know. I've always kind of ignored Thanksgiving, really, because it's this family holiday. Yeah. And you know, me and my yeah. family ain't but so close no more. So <laughs> I'm kind of glad to let it go. Yeah. Bad. Well, you know, any excuse to get together and cook and eat as a family, <laughs> yeah, is is going to be all about it in my family. Now, I don't know how much longer we can count on that because as uh-huh. my mom's generation dies, my generation yeah. is not cohesive, and I don't. I don't know that we're ever going to get together as a family for Thanksgiving after that. But right now, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it while I can. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, my husband's family, their big thing was Fourth of July. And they would do this big, because it's a family of immigrants, Italian immigrants. So Fourth of July was just this big, very important time in the Two generations ago, when they first came to this country. Yeah. And as the elder generation died, the whole celebration died, too, because the young'uns, they just weren't all about it. That's yeah. all there was to it. They just weren't interested in that. And I, it's, it's sad, I think. It is. It is, because those are some of the best times of of my life, anyway. I I can remember... I can remember more about those holiday get-togethers and stuff than most other things. And it's because they were important. And it was good to be 
even if I didn't get along with everybody, which I did, actually, I was lucky, but I would still say, even if I didn't get along with all of them, it's kind of important every now and then to remember where I came from, what my roots are. But, and I, I don't have a big problem with that, but I think a lot of folks do nowadays. I don't know how it happened that this, that our generation, my generation, just kind of forgot to do stuff like that. Some of us still do, but more and more folks I see are just kind of moving away from it. Well, honestly, I think I think for a lot of us, we were just so glad to be away from toxic family. Yeah, yeah. That, mm -hmm. that we let some things go that we probably shouldn't ought to have let go. That's true. That's true. And I will also, you know, I, I'm aware that I do it and a lot of other people do. We've got the family that we were born with and the family that we choose. <laughs> the family that we choose is not always related by blood, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's rarely related by blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to be nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hear you, though. No, that I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, and I, I just don't think that we're people are guilty feel guilty about it do you and I don't think we should either what well, well, yeah there ain't no point in feeling guilty about something like that about choosing uh healthy people who love you you're right exactly exactly <laughs> or, even, or even slightly unhealthy people that love you well, they can be really fun are you <laughs> those are the fun ones <laughs> yeah yeah that's what I think too god yeah so I found a stupid television program that I've been, I've been, I don't know what you call it, binge watching. Uh-huh. That's what I call it. If you've been yeah. watching it recently. Well, it's, it's my laundry folding show is what it is <laughs> when I do laundry. <laughs> I'm like, I do laundry for the world, okay? I've got a lot of laundry in my life. When I sit and fold laundry, I turn it on and it's called The Miracle Worker. Have you ever heard of it? No, I don't think I have. It, I guess it was from TBS originally, but it, uh, it's it got Daniel Radcliffe, who was the guy, he was Harry Potter, okay? Right, right. And it's got one of my all-time favorite actors, Steve, Steve Buscemi. Uh-huh. Who died this year, didn't he? No, I don't think no. so. All right, never mind. I hope not. <laughs> and uh, it is hilarious. Yes. Oh my God, it's hilarious. You, if if you see it offered anywhere and you have the thirty minutes to spare, watch it <laughs> because it's it is funny. Well, what what's it about? Um. Well, the first season starts out kind of filling you in on what it is, which Steve Buscemi is God. Okay. And, oh, how funny! Yeah, and. Let's see here how it describes it. An American anthology comedy TV series created by Simon Rich, blah, 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 with the first season being blah, 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 blah. It's based on a novel called What in God's Name? <laughs> and it says on this and that. Uh, it's it's you know what it's not really telling you what it is but basically he he is god and he is hilarious daniel radcliffe is absolutely hilarious and uh they he is an angel 
Daniel is in the first series. Okay, hang on a minute here, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. And um, so God decides he's going to destroy the earth. And Daniel Radcliffe has to figure out, because Daniel is one of the, the angels that work in heaven, and he has to figure out how to save the earth. And that's all I can really say without giving too much of it away, except that it sounds really typical, but it is not done the typical way, I promise. Huh. It's funny. It's kind of dark humor, very dark humor, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> along the way, trying to save the earth, they cause some tidal waves and some, you know, things. Of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it, it's it's just dark humor. It's kind of, I guess, what I go for. <laughs> What does that say about you? Huh? Um, I don't know. It says uh -huh. that I have an appreciation for a dark turn of mind. Oh, I like that. Yes. I, I, <laughs> didn't that make it just sound okay then? Yes. <laughs> I made follow serial Do what? Made it sound almost normal. Almost normal, yeah. Well, there, there's not, there's not any big in-your-face violence to it but it does have some violent topics and stuff and and i was looking because i've got that uh that youtube tv have you ever heard of that i have yeah so i've got this youtube tv and i decided to take some time and just look and see what i was in there and i started putting stuff up in this queue as if i was going to watch them <laughs> watch this uh -huh. stuff you know and i was looking it's like oh my classic favorites are all violent tombstone which is a stupid movie um, but but it's visually pretty and i like that it's the only movie i thought val kilmer was he he knocked it out of the ballpark and it's the only time huh. I've seen. yeah so i like that one i like the beast master do you remember that uh yeah i don't think i ever <laughs> saw it though <laughs> well they're they're all violent so I shouldn't be saying a word on this podcast about violence, should I? <laughs> and people who watch too too much violent TV, I should not be saying a word. Anyway. That's so, right, because you have said a word about that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to myself sometimes and I think, really? I'm not that dissatisfied. Honestly, I'm not. <laughs> it's just the subject. <laughs> but like today... I'm, uh, today I'm in the best mood and I'm looking out the window and listening to the wind, got the window open and I'm seeing this most beautiful, bright gold tree outside. Mm. And the sky's getting blue and there've been some lenticular clouds today and they were pretty. Oh, how nice. Lenticular. Yeah, I Lenticular. like that word. Lenticular. Well, it started out so gray this morning. And, Very. you know, I did that uh, dark moon thing last night. And and afterwards, and this is unusual for me, I usually sleep during the full moon. I sleep like a baby. I know, it's crazy. but And usually dark moon, I'm really restless. But I had not slept the night before. Yeah. And so I did that dark moon thing. And then I just... Watched a little bit of TV, and then I just got into bed, and I slept for like eight and a half hours. Wow. That's not like me. That's great. So, yeah, How so do you that feel was, when you get up? Did you feel oh, like heaven? Mm. 
Yeah, I feel great today. So that is awesome. Yeah, yes, I can't say the same. Weird, though. Yeah, I cannot yeah, say I the same. You had a restless dark moon, didn't you? I did. I had a restless night of sleep. That's a good way to put it. And then just a lot of things that are kind of beyond my capability to describe. It was huh. you know, and just just you know restless. Just uh, you know, you know of everybody. You know. <laughs> I know what evil looks in the hearts of men. The shadow knows. Where is that from? The shadow, that radio show, The Shadow. Oh, thank you, thank you. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? In the of hearts men. of men. Oh, <laughs> the shadow knows. That's I missed my calling. I should have been like a 1940s radio drama voice. That would have been fun. I've I've seen video that they took of some people who were doing those radio voices and sounds back in yeah. the day. Well, and periodically some modern person will decide they're going to reenact a 1940s radio drama and it feels stilted and weird and yeah. artificial, yeah. but boy, you see those that like you're talking about those the uh I don't know. I don't know why they would have been filmed, but they were. And everybody's all dressed up. You mm -hmm. know, now you see people doing voiceover work, and they, you know, they got some jeans and a t-shirt or whatever on. But we know that they all got dressed up pretty, and it was, it was cool. Well, that's the way it was in general then, though. Nowadays, yeah. you just hope they're wearing pants, or if not, they don't stand up. You know. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> I came out of. I'm not going to say where I came out of because I know these people are not listening to this podcast, but I don't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to be hurtful if they were. Uh, I came out to my car and unsurprisingly, there was somebody parked on either side of my car and they were both car full, cars full of people were getting into their cars as I'm approaching my car. So I hit the beep, beep button, it beeps, beep, beep, beeps, and and though all people in both cars kind of jumped up like, oh, well, we better hurry and get in the car. Well, one one of them was a couple, and probably they are married to other people. I'm just saying. And they were making out on my driver's side. I'm on, on the passenger side of my car. Oh, wow. And just <laughs> going at it. And I kind of smiled at him like, oh, yeah, young love. We're getting Sweet, whatever. His damn pants were all the way down to the tops of his thighs so that I could see his bloomers. Nah. I, I, I swear to God, my first thought was, y'all should just get in the car and do it. Well, let me ask you, did you see anything you shouldn't have seen? No. And the funny thing about it was that it just, just shows you my mind is always in the gutter is that I thought they were just being, you know, uh, touchy-feely. And then I realized, oh, no, that's just, that's a fashion statement that everybody in town gets to see his damn underwear. Oh. <laughs> I, that's not a fashion about, statement. <laughs> it, it wasn't about her literally getting in his pants. It was, they were just, they were just, as they say in Britain, snogging. They were kissing and fondling and hugging and all that kind of stuff and uh, she wasn't it, he she did not half undress him he was just half undressed because that's the style uh, and i just thought holy moly byron dollar you're old as the hills 
<laughs> I look, I don't mind nudity and I am pro affection and I don't even mind public displays of affection, but sometimes it's just overkill. Sometimes it's like, y'all, if you just want attention, why don't you go somewhere and make a TikTok video? <laughs> Go, kid, and go to TikTok, but don't show us that because I don't want to see that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. But it just just reminded me again how damn old and out of touch I am. That's, well, I don't know that you're old and out of touch. I really don't. It's just that's your preference. Out of touch would, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you were out of touch (laughs) on purpose. Maybe, maybe. It was it was hilarious though. It really was. Did y'all streak when you were in high school? Yes, and well, not in high school, I guess in college we did that. So it was a thing back then. Oh yes, ma'am. I'm not gonna call his name, but there's a feller used to own property up in Weaverville that was part of his family's property. And we used to get naked on his front porch and then run to the proper, the adjoining property that his his uh, parents owned. It was hilarious. <laughs> what would the point be? I mean, was there people who would be see naked? You? <laughs> you no, know, just to be naked, naked as naked birds. birds. Yeah, that part I okay, I understand that too. <laughs> <laughs> the streaking part, I never did really understand why anybody would want to just be naked in front of a whole bunch of people i mean i never did get that as a as a youngster as an older person i understand there's this thing called exhibitionism but (laughs) but that didn't seem to be what it was well no but but golly i i know some people and again i'm just telling all the stories but i ain't naming no names today (laughs) i know some people they just love uh, being naked in front of other people, it, 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 they, it's not that they, it turns them on. Mm. You know any people like that? Uh, that have that as a turn on? Yeah. If, if I don't know that it's a turn on for people if it is. I know, I know a lot of, well, I know a fair amount of nudists. And I remember walking in on this relatively well-known musician many years ago who was coming up to play a festival and I walked I came into that place to to get some posters or something and he heard a noise and he walked out and there was a bedroom back there it was like a a green room and then they had two or three bedrooms and it was a little apartment and stuff and I guess he heard me back there and didn't know I was coming and he he walks out to see what was going on he was completely naked and when he saw me he had the exact opposite reaction and that's the funny thing about it because most people if they weren't expecting if they were naked and they realized somebody could see them most people would kind of take their hands and bend crouch and bend in and you know maybe cover their crotch or something with their hands right and maybe back out of the room back out of the room or something he just he just took his hands and he threw them up like he was going to meet jesus in the rapture he just went, whoa! Like that. <laughs> I guess oh he was God, awfully proud. So yeah, well, that was his, so he must have that, that fetish or something. 
That, oh my God, that is too funny, girl. I'll, I'll never forget it, but I'll tell you what, it's kind of sad that it happened because, yes, I can now say that I've seen his teeny peeny, but uh, <laughs> I'll throw that out. Yeah. But he evidently got so embarrassed about it because he, he, we didn't talk anymore after that. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a shame. But I mean, were y'all kind of friends? And then that. Yeah, yeah. He was actually the one who turned me on to Crocs. He gave me a pair of Crocs, the brand new well, pair. He, of Crocs. he should be punished for that. No, <laughs> no, my feet love him still. <laughs> yeah. So I've known him for a long time. This and and yeah. So I was kind of sad about it, but I also kind of understand. If I'd been him, I would have been, you know, a little embarrassed too. And it was just that reaction, that whole throw the hands up thing. I love that. And the way you described it, threw the hands up like uh, it was the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what's going to happen? They're going to throw their hands up towards heaven and they're going to slowly slide up to heaven. I throw my hands in the air. I throw my hands in the air. Yeah, I don't know. And then the only thing that's going to be left, according to, the, I think, I think I'm telling you right, I might not be, but the only thing that'll be left will be like their clothes and stuff. Because and they'll be cars. in a robe of bright white light after that. I'm, I'm looking forward to snatching me a good car when all them people yeah. get raptured up to heaven. Because <laughs> I know I ain't going to be one of them. There was somebody that I read about that was organizing a pet, uh, like a, some sort of service to take care of your animals after the rapture. You oh, can pay I her for that. it. I thought that was a joke, though. No. I thought, I mean... It might have been a joke. You know I'm gullible. Ask Ilsa. Hey, Ilsa. Hey, Ilsa. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Gomez the Yardman. You know the gals pretty well by now. They've told you all about themselves and about life up on Weird Mountain. But now they want to know about you. What makes you weird? What makes you W-Y-R-D? Tell us about your weirdness, your weirdities, your weirdisms. We promise it won't go any further than this podcast. We'll even keep you anonymous if you like. Find them on Facebook. Just look for W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. Then tell them about your weird side. Go ahead. Don't be shy. Here, I'll make it easy for you. I'll go first. Oh, I've been waiting for years to get this off of my chest. <sighs> Sometimes, when I'm all alone, I like to think about the time that I... <laughs> So sieht es auch der And that's how I got this tattoo. Whew, I feel so much better. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the Weird Mountain Gals show. So I think we did ask around the, the weirdlings to see who was near Chattanooga. 
And I think we've got a couple of folks that are, you know, within a couple of hours, but I really wouldn't ask them to drive that far unless they just wanted to come hang out. How about no, you? But, but I know a bunch of people up around Knoxville up in there. Yeah. And I know all them, them lunatics over near Nashville in Middle Tennessee. So, you know, once we've got a, a Facebook uh, event thing for that, thing in Chattanooga, I think we'll get some people in there to see us. That'll be cool. I, I mean, I had, a, wait. I had a full house when I went to do that little book signing in a mini class at, in Oak Ridge. I mean, Did that you? room, was, it was full of people, yeah. Wow, that's and cool. And mo most of them weren't people I knew. That's yeah. cool. I thought you yeah. knew everybody. No, oh, no, thank God I don't. I know I enough know. people right now to keep me busy. I know it's after a while it becomes, I don't want to say a burden, but it becomes work after a while. It, it becomes work. And I'm not going to lie about this because it's, you know, it's October. It's the season of the witch, blah, blah, blah. And it used to be, frankly, it used to be worse because I get phone calls from all over the Southeast because I was one of the few out witches anybody knew 20 years ago. In yeah. October, I did a lot of, you know, interviews and stuff like that. But so it's not it's not like that anymore. And it certainly ain't like the October that I got sicked on by all the damn Baptist preachers in the area. So I'm busy, but I ain't that busy. But, you know, as you well know, that, yeah, you know about that. The uh, Earth Religions Awareness Week proclamation. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so bad now. It's uh, it's just busy, but you know, and you know this as well as I do. They are they are good people. They are sweet people. They are people in need. But every time I get a message, and y'all, I'm apologizing for saying this out loud, and please don't don't take it the wrong way. But every time I get a message that says, "I know you're really busy, but I just." I sighed that one of those deep gut sighs like, oh. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. You know? Well, I, I know it is. And I, and I then, myself have been guilty of doing that to you in the past. But Well, yeah. It, yeah. It's just that I'm kind of, I'm kind of people's mama sometimes. That's and they true. feel like they can, you know, if they're if they're in a jam, they can come to me. And and if I'm not, if I can't fix it, which I often can't because I'm not their mama, at least I'm going to be sympathetic because I am pretty sympathetic about a lot of stuff. Well, not, you are. Not stupid people. Now, we've been, <laughs> I mean, we have established that I am not at all down with the stupid. Well, well I think that you shouldn't look too closely then at anybody because there's so many of us that are the stupid people no, <laughs> and we I never know it. but <laughs> no probably. i don't think that's true there's plenty of people that may not uh know about a particular thing but i i can't say that i know more than maybe a handful of people who are genuinely just stupid like they, like they can't help it stupid have you noticed that in the South, the word ignorant has a different meaning than stupid? Yes, it does. 
In fact, it's pronounced ignorant. That's right. How That's did you get so damn ignorant? Yeah, it's it's a big insult to yes. be accused of ignorance. Yeah, is an insult that's like an ans goes down your ancestral line, even <laughs> family upbringing and stuff. <laughs> like it's not just you that's ignorant; yeah. it's you yeah. and your whole damn family's ignorant. That's, right. that's, that's the kind of thing that starts a blood feud, my friend. That's it. That is the oh. truth. So, somebody had asked me if I was, and this has been a while back, like a year or so. They asked me if my family had ever been in any of any feuds. I was like, what? Oh, God. It, it was from they, somebody they, from off, wasn't it? Yes, yes. yes and they wanted to know, yeah. If it was all about corn liquor and Hatfields and McCoys down here. And I said, no. We have well, corn liquor. And it's those, part of life. It, and those people need to look up what the Hatfield and McCoy feud was all about. Right. And they weren't even that, around here. Right. Well, and besides that, it wasn't it wasn't what it's been painted to be because they made it sound ignorant because yeah. they just wanted to piss on Appalachian culture one more time. Yeah. But that yeah. was a that was a fast. It's a fascinating story. And I am pretty damn sure that you will find a link to it and you will put it into <laughs> the post when this thing comes to comes to fruition on Sunday. Yes, but yeah, that was that was all having to do with logging and oh, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It was very, very convoluted. But yes, of course that's what people thought because all we do here is drink corn liquor and cook meth and uh, wear hats, straw hats with holes in them and overalls and we go barefoot and we have bad teeth. And, and we carry yeah. a rifle with us everywhere. Everywhere. Not, not a pistol, but a rifle. Exactly. And if you're lucky, it's a double barrel shotgun because that's my favorite. Yeah. But a double barrel shotgun is pretty damn heavy. And, you know, I, they used to be, and I don't know that we still do it anymore, but used to be in Asheville because we are what we are. They'd be a big old rally once a year of women being topless. And it was organized by the Raelians, and you can link them up to the Raelians uh, discovered that in North Carolina, women can be topless. And that's yeah. just, that's the law of the land in the old North state. So they would, this group, the Raelians, which is just really a bunch of pervy men, would organize this women topless downtown day and all the gawkers and the peepers and whatever would come and see these women with their titties hanging out. And I always thought, but wouldn't it be funny if instead of doing that, you got a whole bunch of women to be topless. And because what you can also do in North Carolina is carry a long rifle right on the street. So what if you've got a whole bunch of women to just walk through downtown Asheville naked from the waist up carrying a double barrel shotgun now i think I, that'd be pretty damn funny i love that thought it's like here's all my rights right here right here <laughs> i love that thought naked <sighs> and carrying a rifle that's right maybe first, yeah first I amendment think we start that again yeah, well, we should organize that. We could call one of our breasts First Amendment and the other one Second Amendment. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at my amendments, boys. 
you got your eyes on my amendments. Right. <laughs> oh, my, amendments my amendments are down here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, God. I, I can't believe I can even laugh about this. And there'd be these people, women, there'd be these women who'd be like, see, see, look at me. I'm just being, look, I'm free. I can do it. And it's like, you could do that any damn day of the week. You could go to Walmart right now with your boobies hanging out or hanging down or whatever your boobies do right now, right now, because it's not against the law. But no, you have to wait till some man's organization tells you to do that and gathers you all up in one place so that, so that men can drive by and, and ogle you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it gets big. Doesn't it get big press? Doesn't it usually get oh, big press? Oh, yes. Yes. I remember. And you know what? The <laughs> This is awful. Okay. This is awful. But I remember the first or second, what, some of the first years that you started hearing about it on the news. I was at work and... I'm often the only girl in the room because of the type of work I was doing. And they were talking about it. And somebody said, you know, they were asking, are you going to go look? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch it? And most everybody said, no, they weren't going to go watch it. And this one guy said he was going to go watch it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I want to go see him. I'm going to see the boobies. And the next day, when they asked him about it, he was strangely, weirdly, not enthusiastic anymore and he said he finally just has said they were the ugliest women he had ever seen <laughs> and it's like okay that should not be funny i should be getting offended by that i know i should but the way he said it it was it was like he couldn't win for losing he could finally go see some women and their boobies and they didn't do it for him, but anyway. Well, and I imagine this person you're referring to was, in fact, a very fine specimen of manhood himself. Oh, um, he. this person had not ever been able to date. Right. He was and a damn troll, wasn't he? Pro yeah, probably in his 40s and still living uh -huh. with mom. And so, uh, yeah, you know, never really dated before, but uh -huh. he just sounded so defeated. He just, it was well, just, it was just like. And the rest of the guys were like, no, I'm not going to go see that, you know. And to their credit, at least one of them said, I got a, I've got a wife at home. Why would I want to go look at that? You know. That's um, right. But this one guy, he was the one. He was, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going. <laughs> well, I'm glad it did not live up to his pervy expectations. I know. But wouldn't you think that on some level – the ones who were going topless would know to expect that or is that yes oh yes oh okay. yes all right so i don't want to judge but that was kind of my thought sometimes as well i'm sure they realize that there's going to be guys there ogling 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 whatever oogling them well and you know you got to check i guess check what the reason you are doing something does yeah. it really empower you does it make you feel good as a woman to be able to do that or do, i mean why what what about it um what about it feels right to you i know just want to you just want to air them out because if you just want to air them out you just go hang your clothes on the clothesline i was gonna say oh, you don't have to have I an audience to good. 
they got a little bit of vitamin D. I'm good to go in now. But, you know, and I'm, I'm being a total hypocrite, too, because I do a couple of and soon to be three different classes that I do at festivals where this is allowed. And I do them in an open front robe. Naked as a jaybird. Yeah, but there is a difference between being in a small in a in a private community setting and teaching yeah. a class of, that has to do with that subject there's a difference than just being on a, a public walk well thank you that makes me feel a little less pervy yeah no i'm not saying you're not pervy oh, but it's not about that subject though <laughs> good that's good yeah <laughs> so. <laughs> and you're look liberated. At you're truly liberated. That makes you. I wish I was. Uh, you know, I guess I'm as free as any 66 year old woman is. Your attitude is. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly it is. I guess it is for sure. Uh, so who feel well, good you about know, that? <laughs> Y'all in the pre-show, we talked about how we were going to talk about. We we're going to do the part three of death. Going to talk about Salon. And here we are. We are. We, we must be in the southern hemisphere because we are having all kinds of trashy Beltane talk today. <laughs> That's it. I guess so. Well, you know, there's that solar <laughs> eclipse today, and maybe it's opened up. Some oh, I thought portal. the eclipse was yesterday. I honestly don't know. And anymore. isn't there an, isn't there another eclipse that's happening on um, election day? Uh, I don't know the exact day. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know anything anymore. I barely know what day it is. Uh, Who are you? <laughs> what am I doing here? You know what I've been, I've started doing that I've not done in a long time is I've started keeping a journal again. I did that all during COVID, but mostly it was just an excuse to write down how many people had died in the country and the, the state and the county. Right. Um, and to keep track of that. And I'd write something about the weather because I love to put that in a journal. And I just thought, I'm going to write a journal again. So I got me a little notebook out that I started years ago and never done much with. So I've been enjoying that. And one thing that it does is that I know the date every day because I write it in my journal. Well, that is very smart. I think it's pretty damn smart. You know, you said one time that you weren't going to. You weren't. You didn't really have any instructions about what to do with your writing and stuff after you were gone. Uh huh. I remember telling you then. What a shame it would be if it just disappeared. You know, I'd like to. I hope somebody will get a hold of it and turn it into some sort of an archive for you. Oh Lord, I don't. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, and I probably need to because I'm making all those kinds of decisions these days. But I'm just going to ask my daughter sometime, you know, if she would have any interest in reading them, you know, once I'm dead, then I'll keep them for her. I'll put them in a box with her name, name on them. She can have them. Yeah, there you go. Because, you know, I don't I don't think I did anything that would make her feel ashamed. Embarrassed, yes, definitely. But ashamed, I don't think so. <laughs> so I'll ask her, and if she goes, no, I may just burn them all. Or I may just put them in a box for her anyway, and then... She can open them when I'm dead and decide for herself then. Yeah, I think that's a smart thing to do. I do. I think that's a real smart thing to do. So, but I'm, I'm glad you're not just saying burn them because we can't all write and we don't all keep journals. 
I got and to tell you though, I've got so many journals. I've probably got 40, 45 journals. Because I've been journaling a long I'm old. I've been journaling a long time. That's nothing but good. I'm telling you. It's well, I tell you good. what I would never do is go back and look through them. Really? How come? Oh God, no. Whoa. Because of regrets or because you're busy? Because I got too much to do. I'm too busy living right now to go, oh, oh, remember back in 1987? Oh, <laughs> oh, whatever. I remember 87. Yeah, one of these days, you know, our robotic companions that will be with us everywhere will um, just automatically document everything for us. And until then, though, you the know what? what? I just. I can't stand it that you say that with such glee. I was like, well, my robotic companion, blah, blah. It's like, oh. It's, it's a done deal. It is a done deal. Give me the damn deal. creeps. You give me the creeps, lady. It's true, though. It's like, you know how you have to tell people about tower time? And yeah. it's pleasant, but it's also true. It's the same thing with this robotic companion stuff and this AI stuff that I gripe about. It's a done deal. We can't fix that. It's done. This, so privacy is gone. And the the com the computer overlords could appear at any minute. I hope, uh, hope not. But it's kind of like the environment. We screwed that up so bad. I don't know how we could ever come back from it. God, we're pleasant today. <laughs> So we did talk some about death. So we kind of, you know, did our usual thing. <laughs> well, I think we were going to have, say a few words about Samhain, which is uh, the holiday, the holy day that we both honor this time of year. And it's what Halloween was based on. Yep. And it's an old Irish and Scottish, and I don't know what other Celtic lands it comes in. Uh, I know the Welsh have a different, name for it than Samhain but it's all about honoring the dead and there's all those things you can do like I love and we don't call we used to call it the dumb supper but that we discovered was was pretty hurtful to the members of our beloved community who have hearing issues um, so since then we start calling it the silent supper and yeah. that's where you come with your family whether chosen or blood and you and you have a big meal together like a thanksgiving meal and there's one place that is left empty and all of the best bits of the food are put on that plate and that's for your ancestors and you don't speak during the entire meal and it's really it I haven't done one of them in years and it's just a beautiful thing to do yeah it, it is i don't know that i've ever done one i don't think i have but the thought of it is wonderful. Well, let's put it. Why don't you talk to your robotic companion and tell them to remind us next year to do that? You want me to do that right now? Oh, dear God. <laughs> I would not do that in front of you. <laughs> I would not. But well, you know, my, my daughter's got all that damn technology and she will she's got a little robot vacuum cleaner and she's got a little robot that turns the lights off and on and and she just has to say 
I don't know if it's Siri or one of the other damn robots everybody's got. She'll just go, time for work. And it will immediately go to the radio station that their dog likes to listen to. And it will turn out all the lights in the house except for just a few for the dog. And yeah. it does, you know, does all this stuff to the house and she just walks out the door and locks it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Makes it's you wonder what would happen if it ever went really wrong because there's houses that you can't get into without having one of those companions. I saw 2001. Yeah. I saw it. Yep. I did, Dave. and I read it. Dave. <laughs> that spooky voice. Dave. <laughs> nope. It ain't for me. Nope. It's hard enough to get in my house now. That's, well, that's the thing. Well, I never worry about the spirits and say, well, not, maybe I shouldn't say that, but it's the humans that I don't want coming into my house without my permission. Most of the time. Oh, oh my Wait a gosh, minute. Yes. I better not say that either because that's not true. Let's say, let me think about it. Okay. I don't want anyone coming in my house without my permission. That's better. Yeah. No, I think that's a good way to put it. Neither, neither uh, beast nor fowl, neither spirit nor, uh, nor flesh. Yeah. Oh, that's not without common. my permission. Ain't nothing without my permission. That's right. I'm the boss. I want to be that's the boss. That's how you want to be the boss. There you go. Well, so for the folks who are listening, today would be Samhain or Samhain Eve, I guess. Oh, right, because y'all are hearing this on Sunday. Yeah, so if you're listening. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, I, I think of it as at least a three-day festival, and there's plenty of people who do uh, lunar Samhain, and that, and that happens, you know, like old Christmas is in January and lunar right. Samhain is sometime in November. So yeah. I just figure our ancestors did not have calendars in the way we think of calendars. And so they would look at where the trees were in the, in the leafing and they would, you know, it would be after they had driven the, the um, animals out of the high country and brought them close in and all of that, and they'd go, well, let's do the big feasting on, you know, three days from now or something like that. So I'm just not, I don't, I don't think it's important to do it on a particular day, but uh -huh. some people do. Some people are real, real particular about that. And that, you know, that's good if that's what they prefer. I, I don't have a problem with it, obviously, but so it could be a Samhain Eve, but I think for me, Samhain is November the 1st, so October the 31st at sundown marks the beginning of Samhain for me. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Some of them do it different. My, uh, my oncologist does it different. He does it the old way, I guess, but uh, yeah, so there you have it, the best time of the year. Do you have a, 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 um, a tradition, a Samhain tradition in your family that that you do every year that just kind of gives you that sow and closure? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know that there's any one thing um, because I just do, I do a lot of sow and so I do my ancestor altar, which is up and dusted off and stuff. And, and we decorate the house for Halloween, which I feel is very different than sow and, 
And again, that's something else. Some people just wrap all that stuff together, but I don't. For me, Samhain is a pretty solemn holiday. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, looking to the past to make sure that the future is um, a little clearer and brighter and it's honoring honoring them what brung you and all that stuff. So I don't I don't go in for all the gory or silly or all that stuff as part of Samhain. I mean, that's fine for Halloween because, God, if you can see my living room, it's a cra- bunch of crazy stuff. But <laughs> so Samhain for me is is a season. And yeah. I will celebrate the season of Samhain probably all the way till beginning of December, first week in December. Then I'll start prepping myself for this for the winter solstice. Gotcha. I gotcha. So it's it's all a season for me. I don't I don't believe in that one or two or three days. Just enter into it mm-hmm. and see what it has to reveal to you and what you can learn from it. I would agree. And the time of year just feels different, doesn't it? Especially yeah. if you're somewhat aware of the history behind the time for me that makes a big difference yeah Yeah. so this last week I've spent a lot of time looking backwards without realizing it and I know that you're not supposed to but I certainly did I went to my 40th high school reunion and you we we have not talked about that tell us all about it Hmm. it was bizarre you want to tell us about it (laughs) <laughs> well it was bizarre mm-hmm. and there were some activities going on the night before but the official reunion was on Saturday night we saw a lot of people that were kind of expecting everything was going to be the same it was a big it was a very well attended reunion oh nice yeah it was at Mills River Brewery so of course oh I hear that's a pretty place yeah oh, it was fine it's a brewery and there there were just a lot of people there and in the beginning they kind of were all in their expected groups you know the cheerleaders over here and the, the athletes yeah. over here and the musicians over here but within um an hour or two of of it happening uh, they started changing that out and i didn't go inside because i'm not comfortable with groups right yet I just didn't feel comfortable with it, so I didn't. I stayed outside, and uh, I, I, some of it was me watching. And there was about, I'd say, probably 50 to 100 people outside. More than that. Yeah, it was well attended. And interesting to me, I saw some of the uh, the folks, like some of the football players came in, and they were wearing their leather letter jackets. And I thought, what? Because they were wearing their letter jackets from high school. I guess it's because they could still fit into them, you know. And and, yeah, I wore, I took my, uh, I wore my uh, class ring. That's all I had left from high school was my class ring. Um, But I saw, I saw a lot of photographs online in the little group. And I saw some video where the cheerleaders had gone to, a football game the night before and they'd gotten out there and done their own cheers and stuff from back from 1980 or something and mm-hmm. um, it was interesting to see the folks uh we've all aged every one of us but some of us have aged a lot better than others <laughs> some of them you are one of them weren't you well i was recognizable because of my hair i don't know about the rest of it but 
there there was some folks that looked like they'd been road hard and put up wet. They've just been through a real hard life is what it looked like. And there were some that were really, you could tell that it was a huge emotional thing for them to come to the reunion. Oh, yeah. I'm real glad that those people did come to the reunion because I know that high school is not pleasant for a lot of people. And they don't want to relive high school. And a lot of people say, no, I don't ever want to go back. But I, I feel like it is important to get closure about stuff like that if you can. And even if you don't go to that person who bullied you and say, hey, you bullied me, you might be able to go to the reunion and see how that person, you're doing better than that person now. Right. And, you know, you could be very proud of yourself that you don't poison that person's drink. <laughs> yes. Well, and I'll say that since since I started going to these reunions, I have made friends with some folks that I never thought I'd be friends with. They were not in my, my group in high school. If you get a chance and you can go to your class reunion, I recommend it. And it's the time. Do something brave. If you If there was something that scared you in high school about some person, make it a point to walk up to them. You're grown up now. Just walk up to them as the equal that you are. And and punch them right in the face. That's right. Oh, no, wait. We can't say that. So that's about all I've got to say about any of it. I feel like, you know, it's just going to, it's going to keep either getting better or getting worse or staying just the same. Mm-hmm. Well, me too. And I hear Mr. Crow. Can you hear him out there? Yes. <laughs> he wants some food. So I think I'm going to get going. I sound uh, Because he knows I'm here. He can hear me. Oh, they're both out here. Oh, cool. Well, listen, Byron, you behave yourself. I'll try to. And you uh, go give them some lunch. We're going to get some bologna. All right, boy. I'll talk to you soon. Y'all be good and happy sound. Celebrate it however feels right to you. With your stuff and your Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.